Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 166 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. I was uh, on the river today, and as I was floating down the river, we came across some mule deer uh, does, and they had fawns with them, which is, a, is is always a good sign whenever you can see some fawns. This area that I was floating in had massive amounts of die-off. 75% of the population of mule deer in this area is, was expected to have died uh, during this last winter, which puts a strain on the population. It got me looking into how they manage these populations, and I'm not talking about um, hunting and those type of things. I'm talking about just in general the, the models they're using. One of the things that they've got to consider that makes it really challenging as a biologist is environmental stochasticity. And a stochasticity events, uh, what they do is they are variations that can happen based upon weather, whether it's directly or indirectly. Directly means uh, it gets really cold and it freezes a bunch of animals to death. Or it comes in and uh, a lot amount of snow, high snow volume, and there's very little feed and they starve to death. Those are directly affected, but there are other events that are indirectly um, in the book, they talk about how salamanders need a certain amount of rain. Now, they're not stopped from mating. If it rains or doesn't rain, they can still mate. But they need a certain amount of rain to stimulate the action of mating. Don't ask me why, because I don't know. But that can be considered an in indirect event, because it's not directly affecting their ability but there is something that is out there that helps them, I guess. So in this area, the, one of the things that I was kind of interested in is this population's down to 25%. What do you do for this population? Uh, you can come in, you can do some habitat work. Obviously that habitat work uh, needs to be done because you lost that many animals due to winter means they weren't prepared for <coughs> excuse me they weren't prepared for the worst winter that they were coming into we know also that habitat work needs to be done in this area because they've had a lot of fires and it's not one fire and then 10 years of growth it's one fire next year another fire the year after that another fire so there's been fires constantly going on in this area which is reduced it basically to a cheatgrass desert and there's all these grasses, but there's not a whole lot of forbs and not a whole lot of browse left for these uh, mule deer to come in. And so these stochastic events are becoming harder and harder for the population of mule deer to withstand. This presents a challenge for biologists. What do you do? You can reduce the amount of hunts, obviously because you don't want to kill off your population. So you're going to reduce the amount. But there's still these variabilities that are going to happen. Because you can't take down the number of fences you need to help make a safe environment for these fawns. You can't block people from driving the roads, because those are also killing fawns. And so what do you do? Well. A lot of the times people are like, well, if you have an over a population or an over objective in one area, let's grab some animals, transplant them, and move them to another area. 
which population of animals would you pull from? Because now you're introducing more variability into the data. There was a situation where they were bringing in some bighorn sheep into a state. They had done all their testing, brought the animals across, and some of them tested positive for mycoplasma ovinemoniae. And now you've introduced another variability because now you're infecting all these bighorn sheep. So now you have to be careful about which population of animals you are translocating. It's very expensive to go in and translocate. It's very expensive to go in and trap and transport. You're talking two to $3,000 per animal but then for you to bolster a population, you're going to need a lot. And so there is just no good answer for overcoming some of this environmental stochasticity that's going on right now. You can overcome it by improving habitat, but that takes years. And oftentimes some of these populations may not have years. Because if you have another bad winter that kills off more deer then you're going to have an even worse problem. And so these are some of the challenges and questions that biologists are facing. What if you already have a population of animals that you're doing tests on? Let's say it's mule deer. You have a population of captive mule deer, and you know that population is healthy. Would you use those animals? I don't know. That's. I mean, these are all interesting questions of what animals should you use. The next question is, where are you going to release these animals if you were to do translocations? Are you going to release them as far as possible from people and from fences? But then you can't reduce the amount of variability in their lives and how they're going to live it. A fawn could trip and fall head down into a badger hole and just die because it, it's gotten stuck. These are all the things that they're facing when you have a population that his face decline. So let me know what you guys would do if you lost 75% of your population due to a weather event. What would you guys do and how would you bring that population back? And it doesn't matter what idea. It's not crazy because I guarantee you biologists are thinking of all the ways that they could do it. Stop cars from driving cut down all fences, go and plug all badger holes. These are the things that they're constantly thinking about. So how would you guys bring a population back to your objective after uh, an environmental event based on weather that killed off 75% of your animals? All right, you guys, have a great day. Stay wild.